I'm glad I get to come and speak to you a few minutes from the Word. I believe the Lord's coming soon. The more I watch my TV, the more I see things happening abroad and, and look at things, I, I, it just seems like God's dumping it in my spirit. And maybe it's because that, that I, I need to move up in the Lord. Maybe it's because that, that uh, uh, I mean, common sense tell you when you get into your 70s uh, that you're in the backside of your time rather than in the front side of your time. And I know some of you say, well, Brother Ben, uh, and I, uh, Moses lived a long time, and I ain't got there yet, and that's true, but, but I, Moses didn't live in my time, and, and, and I just feel like something's going to happen very soon. And it may be that I'm going to cross, I don't know, but I know I, I feel like we need to get ready. I feel in my spirit that God has said, in his spirit saying, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, I'm coming. I want to ask you this morning, are you getting ready? Are you just taking a day as it comes? I want, I want to just read you something here, and I'll probably read a couple of things. In, in Florida, uh, anoint me. I'll talk to you a few minutes on the anointing. If not, it'll just be a good talk, and we'll go home. I'm glad we came to church anyway. But Matthew 8 and 23 through 27, in the NIV, I want to read from it. It said, then he got into the boat. And his disciples followed him. 24 says, without warning, without warning, without warning, a furious storm came up on the lake so that he, the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. Verse 25, the, the disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown he replied, you of little faith, why are you afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves. And it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Father, help us this morning. When I read that, I, my mind went back to uh, some time ago when I had done some studies on it, and, and I thought about this. Every storm in life comes up, seems like, without warning. Oh, you can look out across the horizon, and you see the, the effects of what a natural storm looks like. The clouds uh, begin to come in, the sky turns dark. But, but you know, there's been times in my life that... that I was going right along like I thought I ought to. And all of a sudden, the enemy brought a storm by my life. And he'll do it to you. He'll do it to anybody. He don't, he don't have to have our permission to, to try to blindside us. It said, it said without warning, and, the, and look, catch this. A furious storm came up. Now, anybody that's ever had a storm in your life, you know that it, it wasn't just something to smile at. I've had a few in mind. My brother's been going through a storm in his life with, with pain in his body from, from hurting his back. And there's people that uh, have been other sicknesses and still 
fighting a battle, a storm in their life, trying to get past it. There's people that have lost their jobs and, and, and anybody that's lost your job and know that you got house payments and you got car payments and you got PG&E and, and you got all the other things going on before you can even buy food. How many know that's a storm in your life too? So there's storms that comes by and he says uh, it was furious. Waves swept over the boat. Now get this. When you read that in other places, it says, Jesus says to him, let's go over to the other side. Meaning that we're, you and me, we're going to go over to the other side. And I never found any place in the book that I've been reading where the boat sank when Jesus was in the boat. The waves might have bounced across it. But I'm here to tell you this morning that if the boat filled up with water, there was enough of God in the boat when Jesus was there to float even the lake that the boat was in if it filled up. So I submit to you this morning, the boat wasn't about to go under because Jesus' word, he always keeps his word. And he said, let's go over. And saying, let's go over, it means that it's already planned out. No matter what the water blows or how the wind blows and how wet, rough the waves get, we're going to get to the other side if you'll just go with me. Give me some water. So uh, as we begin to see things begin to unfold, I begin to see that for me, I realize that I've never, I've never quit serving God. I heard a man say one time, don't get out of the boat. Don't get out of the boat. I heard a message preached on it. He was saying, don't stop serving God. Don't leave the church. And I'm going to say to you this morning, whether you ever leave the church or not, don't leave God. Always stay with God. Stay in the boat with him, whatever comes down, stay with it. So the boat wasn't going to, to go under. It was going to keep afloat. It may have got full of water. We've got smart enough now today that we build boats that they tell you, don't get out of the boat if it gets full of water. It's going to float. It's going to carry you. It may be full of water, but it's not going to sink to the bottom. God had that all figured out a long time ago. When Jesus went in the boat, that's all you needed to float the boat. Just stay in the boat with him. But it's not about just staying in the boat, a literal boat, but it's staying in the boat mentally with God. See, the devil don't fight you in your flesh until he's fought you in your mind because the battlefield starts in our mind. The devil begins to try to make you lose faith because the Bible said it's impossible to please God without faith. And so if the devil can get your mind in such a turmoil that you get your mind on him, then there's no room for faith to take action in your mind of fighting. So naturally you're going to lose. But when we stay there with the Lord mentally and begin to lean on the Lord in every situation, everything's going to be all right. The good thing I got out of the scripture was they had the good sense when they thought it was going under to turn to him. Thank God they didn't look around for some buckets to start bailing with. They went right to the source. It would stop all of the, everything that was going on. Too many times uh, 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 we like to put patches on the situation. Uh, uh, right now fix it, but the long-term fix it with anybody is when we go to Jesus with our problem. It's not a problem the devil can throw at you that the Lord don't already have an answer for. They went to him, and they woke him. 
As I read that, I thought about that. That was amazing to me that the Lord, see, nothing's hid from God. Nothing's hid from Jesus. Everything that goes on with the Father, Jesus knows about. And so here is he, he was going across the lake and he knew there was going to be a storm come up. Did you get that? He already knew that. But yet it didn't bother him. He just went back and found him a place to lay down and went to sleep. When you and I get the word that we can trust God like Jesus could the Father, and we can, if we go to him in the name of Jesus, we can just lay down and go to sleep in front of the storm. He's going to take care of us. And nothing can touch you that God doesn't allow. Matter of fact, the scripture says all things work together for good of them that love the Lord. That means a storm in your life too. That was a hard thing for me to get a hold of. Why do I have to go through this? And why do I have to go through that? And why do I have to go through it? Because God is trying to show me that sometimes I'm in the flesh and sometimes I'm in the spirit. And I need to realize, I believe, that I need to, uh, even though I've got to be in the flesh now and you've got to be in the flesh now, we need to walk in the spirit. Because if you can keep your spirit in the right attitude and the right relationship with God, you don't have to worry about your flesh. Somebody talked to me one time, well, I believe that God called me to chase devils. I, well, he may have, but he didn't call me to chase devils. He called me to follow him, praise the Lord. And if I follow him close enough, the devil won't even bother me. But the problem is sometimes uh, I get to walking along and, and, and I, I don't realize it, but I varied off someplace and I'm not right there where I need to be with the Lord. I fess up to it. See, we have to realize that God's in charge, but only if we let him be in charge with our life. He could force us to do anything, but it's a free will offer and our sacrifice to God is. You and I need to, there's some things we're going to have to work on in order to, to be what God wants us to be. Now, I, so I begin to look at this and say, he said, save us, we're going down. And then he replies, oh, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? I, I, I got a hold of that, and I stopped, and I thought, man, I, and, and it, right at first I began to, to look at it a little warped side because I thought, man, if I'd have been in the boat with the Lord, I wouldn't have been afraid. But see, I, I wasn't in the boat with them. I wasn't in the boat there with the Lord. And so sometimes we look at the natural situation around us and when we begin to look at the natural situation around us we quit walking in faith because the Bible tells us we walk not by sight but by faith in God because if we walk in faith we can see beyond the obstacles that's right in front of us and we know that God's going to carry us through he said he'd never forsake us or never leave us he'll always be there in whatever situation we're in but nevertheless uh, then he got up and he rebuked the winds and the waves. Now, get a hold of this. They've been walking with him all over the countryside. They've seen the miracles that he's been doing. They've been right there when it was all going on. He's been teaching them. And yet, they were amazed when he rebuked the winds and the waves. And it became completely calm. And the first things out of their mouth is, it says, what kind of man is this? What kind of man is this? They certainly wasn't speaking from a spiritual understanding, were they? Because, see, Jesus is God. And he can control the elements around us if we'll 
put him in charge. Even the winds and the waves obey him. And I, I've thought about that today, and I, I have to jump back to last week for just a moment, even though I don't want to, but I've got to. But, but I, I thought about that there was a choice laid out there that we could trust him or we could be walking with him and can totally, totally get himself. What kind of man is this? The winds and the waves obey him. When, when I had the little situation, some of you heard me about, about the motor home, here's where the problem comes in. We don't realize who we've been walking with. We don't realize that he's beyond just being a man, that he's God, and he's alive, and he's well, and he can take care of the situation if we let him. But so many times uh, when, we, when we get into situations, we revert back to not even looking at Jesus like God. We look at him like a story we heard, and we want to handle the problem ourselves. But I'll submit to you that buckets and pans won't get the water out of your boat when the storm comes before you. You need Jesus, and he can calm the seas around you and the winds that makes it uncalm. Carrying you down a little bit further into another place. In Matthew 14, and it starts really, the message is long, about 22, but I want to back up here to, to 21. Jesus had just got through feeding uh, of the 5,000 and uh, men beside the women and children with a little fishing and loaves. And immediately after Jesus told his disciples to get in the boat and go ahead of me to the other side. And so they get in the boat and, and while they're going, he dismissed, dismissed the crowds and after he had dismissed, dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone, the Bible says, but the boat was already a considerable distance in, out in, from the land into the ocean but, and baffled by waves because the wind was uh, against it. It was a rough sea. And the Bible says during the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the water. Now, you've got to get a picture of this. See, it, Jesus, he walked in the flesh, but, but he was not subject to the laws of the land because he was walking in the heavenlies. And he gets out there. And when he gets out to where the boat is, they were scared. They thought it was a spirit. And then, then Peter says, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come to you. And, and the Lord said, come. And he stepped up out of the boat. Nobody else dared do it, but he stepped up out of the boat. And he stepped on the water and he began to walk on the water. He's got his eyes on the Lord. And that's how we win in the, in the storms of life is we don't get our eyes anywhere but on the Lord because uh, right away Peter looks from Jesus to the waves and when he sees the waves, he begins to sink. Anytime that we look to the situation that we're in that's around us, the storms that around us, we're going to sink in the middle of it. Because we get so wrapped up in what the devil's throwing at us. He begins to say to our minds, there's no way out, I got you now. They're going to come and get your car next week. Or you're headed to jail because you've messed up. 
you're going to die because you've got this and there's no cure for it. See, we've got our mind on everything out there that storms our life. Like Peter did, he got his eyes off the Lord and on the storm. And when we do that, we're already losing the battle. But he had the good sense in the storm when he got his eyes off. He said, Lord, save me. And catching the scripture, immediately Jesus reached out and got a hold of him. And then it goes on, the scripture says, and they got back in the boat. And there became a calm. There was calm. When you really got your mind on the Lord, when you're really walking close to the Lord, the devil can throw anything he wants to you, and you have to realize that you're a winner in a situation because Jesus never thinks in the storm. When you're hand in hand with the Lord, you're going to make it. It seems like so many times we're not, but you'll make it. I don't care what the devil throws at you, you'll make it because Jesus is in the equation. I, uh, I've heard a lot here lately about people when you talk to them, well, I believe in the cross. And I believe in the cross. And a lot of people say, yeah, I believe in the cross. But I'm going to tell you something today. My Jesus is not dead. He's alive. There's a lot more to salvation than the cross. The cross was needed, but before that there was incarnation. There was a Jesus that was born that came to the world for you and I. And he couldn't have any sin. And he was conceived by the Holy Ghost. That's just as real as the cross is. But after that and the cross, there's still the resurrection. It took those three to fix it so as we can be set free today. If Jesus had been born here uh, and he had died here and nothing happened after that, it would be just like you and me. But God sent him here on a mission to set us free. And the only way that we can get, be free is to really trust him and let him be Lord of our lives, to look to him in our storms and trust that he's well able to do what he says he can. And I submit to you this morning that, that he can do that. You see, he, he didn't make a mistake or miscalculate when he came to the earth. Uh, he knew what he was doing. He wasn't blindsided by people uh, uh, to be put on the cross. Uh, no one took his life. He laid it down freely. And so should we lay down our life freely for the Lord. Sometimes our big battle is just dying out to self. You, if you notice that, that Jesus died and was resurrected. You and I need to die out from self and be resurrected in Christ and walk in the Spirit of God. We need to look to Him for our needs. And the only way we can do that is if we stay close to Him in prayer and reading the Word. The enemy would like for nobody here, or not anybody here, to read your Word this next week. The enemy would love it if no one in this building would dare to uh, talk to God in prayer this next week and then a week after that and so on. Because if you don't fellowship with God, if you don't talk to him, uh, uh, you're way out of line from uh, where you need to be. Because you know, Jesus, he went up in the mountains himself to pray. And if Jesus needed to pray when he walked in the flesh, you and I need to pray. We need to realize that we're no winners without him. He didn't simply drop in for a weekend redemption spree, but 
He lived the life to the fullest. He left a record of how we should live. And we should live and act like he did. We should call on the Father and talk to him and trust him in every situation in our life because without faith it's impossible to please God. Praise the Lord. The King James and NIV, or the New King James and NIV, uh, brings it prolonged the same parallel. I just want to encourage you this morning to, to realize what I'm trying to say. The storms of life will catch you off guard. If we walk in the Spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. But it's so easy to step out of the line with walking in the Spirit and get in the flesh. And that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to bring you storms that'll cause you to get off kilter. He'll cause you to do things that you used to do if you not stay alert. If you don't visit with him daily. It's the enemy's job to try to stop you, if I can put it that way, from being what God wants you to be. But I want you to know something, that, that the lesson that I learned here in the recent weeks is just because you stumble and stump your toe, that's no excuse to lay there and waller in it. A few years ago, I had to go to the hospital and, and have open-heart surgery. I can't tell you how hard I had to fight, quit preaching and pastoring after that because I felt like that what, and this devil makes you feel, what can I say to people because I didn't trust God for healing. I, I listened to what I was told and I made a decision and I went ahead and done it and prayer is what got me out of the hospital. But when you're focused on the Lord, what I'm trying to say, just because you fall don't mean that you're backslid. Sometimes the devil just slaps your feet out from under you. And the only way to win, Daddy used to tell me a long time ago, he said a winner never quits and a quitter never wins. So when you get slapped down by something or other, get back up and ask God to forgive you and go on with the Lord. That's what we have to do. Even though they were scared and they didn't know what kind of man Jesus was that could calm the storm, they had the good sense to go to him and say, save us. And so we'll have the good sense when we fall to go and call on the Lord and ask the Lord to forgive us and he'll save us. And every time you fall down, if you'll do that again and again and again, after a while, the enemy will try to go another way at you. The old way of teaching was, man, you go to the altar and you get up and, and, and I mean, everybody has to do it their way and, and I don't want to take nothing away from this early saints because they saw wholeness and they bent it as far as they could to the right. And sometimes it was so rigid and so hard over there. Some of us struggling, when we fell, we just felt like it was no hope and we give up and we quit. But the older I get, the more I realize that I serve a God that's full of love and mercy. We need to bend our lives as far as we can to wholeness. But we need to realize sometimes because I'm flesh and, and sometimes I may walk right by and the devil stick his foot out and make me fall flat on my face. There's no reason for you and I to just lay there and water in it, but get up and say, God, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Help me not to do it anymore. 
and tell the devil, you're going to have to find a new place to work on me there. Since I've been pastored, I've been blessed to help people that have done that more times than one. And it seemed like in the beginning that they would never get past it. It'd be a week or two weeks and we'd go through the whole thing all over again. But you know what? It got to work with further and further apart. And today I see some of them and I'm very proud of them because they, they're going on and doing great things for God with God's help. We are all celebrating our recovery. Not anybody here that's passed that. I forget years ago I'd been under preaching where, man, if you, if you just slipped and said the, the uh, bad word, you was backslid, and man, you better watch out. The Holy Ghost going to strike you dead. <laughs> then my sister-in-law came and preached for me one time, and she opened up, and I've told you before. She said, I'm just a recovering sinner come to bring you God's message. The more I've thought about that, the more I realize that's where we all are. We're just recovering sinners by the help and grace of God because we've been covered by the blood. One day, we're going to be what God has in mind for us to be. Now we're striving to get there. Don't get out of the boat. Whatever you're going through, have the good sense to call on the Lord. Don't give up. You will make it to the other side. The storm is not big enough to sink you if you stay close to Jesus. That's my thought for this morning. Stand with me all over this place, will you?